Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 37. Being secure in Christ when you have a security wound. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The audio for this podcast episode was originally recorded in a YouTube live series on my YouTube channel. You can find the link to my channel in the show notes below. Hello, friends. How are you? I hope that you are well. Those of you that are going to be watching live or watching via the replay, I want to... Yes, I'm here. Hi, Anne Goodenrath. And I hope I did not butcher your last name. But yes, I'm going live an hour later. I don't know which time zone you are watching from, y'all. I have been all over the place. I literally just got back from Virginia this morning. And so I spent a lot of time sleeping, but I'm back. And from here on out for the foreseeable future, at least for the next two, three weeks, I'm going to be live and I'm excited to be joining you live. And if you are new here, welcome to Lunch Break with Kia. This is where I go live every Wednesday at 12 p.m. EST. And so if you don't want to miss a Lunch Break with Kia, I encourage you to hit that red subscribe button if you have not already. We have been talking about different types of wounds. So if you are new to the series, I really encourage you to go all the way back to the beginning. I did a video for women with father wounds. Then we unpacked our father wounds. And then we began to look at all the different types of wounds that a woman could have. And so I encourage you to take a look at that series. It's really, really rich. And if you know someone that could benefit from the content, definitely share it with them. Okay, Uh, so today we are talking about 
being secure in Christ when you have a security wound. And so I'm going to delve deeper into that topic. Let me make sure that my phone is on silent and then also make sure I got my notes. There those are. And then we are going to open up in prayer. Hold on a minute, y'all. Things you should have done before you went live. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the ladies that are joining live and those that will join via the replay. Lord, you know, security and, and feeling insecure, all the things is an issue. It's a real thing. And I have dealt with it. I know many women deal with it. And so Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you into our time today. I'm asking you to really use me to communicate your heart to your daughters. God, I pray that you would secure us in you, especially for those women who did not have the support that they longed for or desired from their biological father. I pray that you would supernaturally do it for for those women, but really for all women. We honor you, God, and we bless you and we need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, y'all. So I jotted down some words that I think about when that are synonymous with insecurity. Imposter syndrome, that's kind of a new one, right? That's we've been hearing in recent years where you're in a place and you're afraid that someone will eventually find out that you are not who you purport yourself to be, that you are not as confident or that you really don't know what you're doing. Imposter syndrome, fear, anxiety, doubt, low self-esteem. And I had this question come to mind, where, where does this, does this even come from? You know, where do we, this fear develop? And why does it seem like there are some people that you look at them and they don't seem insecure ever? <laughs> they don't appear as if they struggle with insecurity or imposter syndrome. They just come across very, very confident. I think honestly that everyone at some point in their lives, even those that appear extraordinarily confident, deal with insecurity. They, I, I just believe it's a natural thing. However, in saying that, I do believe that there are some who struggle with insecurity far more than than others. And there could be a numerous reasons why this is the case. I am going to specifically talk about one specific reason, because as I mentioned before, I've been in this series of talking about wounds. So I am going to attach insecurity, not all, and I am not saying all insecurity comes from or it has a root of a father wound, but I am saying some of it does, okay? And I'm going to share some things that I researched and found that will support that. So I want to start with something I found from Psychology Today. Those of you, yes, Psychology Today is secular, but I, I love to pull from secular and pair it with scripture. So some might say that if we're struggling with insecurity, it could stem from an attachment pattern that we experienced with our fathers or father figures or parental powers that be as children. Okay, so this is what Psychology Today said. 
Understanding our attachments to our parents or other influential caretakers can offer us incredible insight into why we live our lives the way that we do, and particularly how we operate in our relationships. Our earliest relationships served as models for how we expect the world to work and how we anticipate others will behave. And so if we had an insecure attachment, forming a bond with a father or mother or just insecure experiences as children, it could cause us to feel unsettled or uncertain in our lives today, in our relationships and in our living, in our everyday living. We feel uncertain to take risk, uncertain to go after that new job, uncertain to pursue whatever is placed on the inside of us. We feel insecure, insecure, not just in male female relationships, but in relationships with other females in friendships, wondering if we have what it takes to do X, Y, and Z. There could be some insecurity that stems from our childhood that we carry over into adulthood that impacts how we view the world, how we perceive the world interacting with us, okay? I am choosing to call this a security wound, a security wound. Other people may call it an attachment wound, attachment issue, all types of things, but that's what I'm choosing to call it, a security wound. And I can remember years and years and years and years ago, there was a gentleman, a social media influencer that I follow. He's very popular. If I said his name, you many of you would know who he is. And he works very closely with his daughter. So he was selling something and or doing some sort of live. And I can remember y'all watching him with his daughter and she looked at him. I think I wrote about this. I can't, don't ask me where the article is and I will not be hyperlinking it in the description section of this video because I, I don't even know which article it was or which devotion or whatever. I don't know. I just know I wrote about it. And she looked at him and he looked at her and they kind of giggled and you could see this type of relationship with them that was just so strong and so solid. He hired her. I don't know what position she has now, but what I could see in that relationship was just laughter and they were friends. They were also colleagues. There was a mutual respect that he had for her. And then she was just confident. She was just confident standing up there next to her father, who is literally known all over the world. But she was so secure. And when I saw that, y'all, I'm going to be honest, the girl was triggered. I was triggered. And I had an, a nice, big, ugly cry. And it wasn't anything that I could explain or define or I could not explain it. But I knew that it was something I missed and I lacked and I saw in her something that I longed for that I didn't have at the time. And I knew it wasn't just that relationship that they had, but there was something else beneath it, you know, that she received from that relationship. And it, it could have been security. It was probably security. It was probably a whole smorgasbord of stuff. Now, I want to share this that I saw from Focus on the Family. It's a Christian 
organization. They have a radio broadcast and they also put out just a lot of content and have some resources for the family. This is an article that I found and said dads and the influence they have on their daughters. And I'm highlighting this to talk about how a father provides confidence and security for his daughter. This is what they say. A good father does things for his daughter that no mother is equipped to do. Single moms out there, do not be offended. I am the product of a single mother. In the first place, he provides her with a positive male role model. In this way, he shows her what her future husband should look like. I think we've talked about this. I've talked about it somewhere. This is perhaps the most crucial gift he can give his little girl. He doesn't do this by focusing his attention upon her. Whoa, whoa. So we're not saying that it's necessarily what she receives directly. It is, this can be, security can be imparted by what the daughter observes from her father and her mother. And I would say like consequently, or on the other end, the opposite end of the continuum, Insecurity could be imparted by what the daughter observes between the father and the mother. But let me keep on going. He doesn't do this by focusing his attention upon her. Instead, it happens as he devotes himself to her mother. A husband is called to love his wife selfishly, just as Christ loves the church. This is Ephesians 5, 25 through 29. And when he does this, he says, in effect, This is how a man should treat a woman. In doing so, whether he realizes it or not, he affirms his daughter's femininity. He bolsters her self-esteem and self-confidence. He gives her a solid foundation for lifelong self-respect. Some of us may have observed the, the counter. We may have seen our fathers completely disrespect our mother. We may have observed our our mothers being abused, being talked down to, being belittled, being ignored. And subsequently, that bred in us an insecurity that we, in turn, brought over into our adult lives. Some of us may not have seen our father engage with our mother at all. And then we stepped out on our own trying to finagle relationships and dating and men and marriage on our own. And we unconsciously, unintentionally were insecure. We were insecure. Okay. Let me keep reading. And then I'm going to provide the hope. Yay. Hope. Okay. This is still from focus on the family. All of this prepares her to have healthier relationships with boys and adolescents and with men in adulthood, which I really was not trying to talk about relationships today. When a girl has learned from her father's example how a proper man acts toward a proper woman, she has an intuitive sense of boundaries in relationships. She understands the difference between appropriate and inappropriate behavior between the sexes. Through her dad, she gains healthy familiarity with the world of men. 
She learns how a man's facial stubble feels and what it's like to be hugged or held by strong arms. This familiarity makes her emotionally, that's the sentence I was trying to get to. This familiarity makes her emotionally secure and keeps her safe from exploitation of predatory males. But just that focus on that word, it makes her emotionally secure. I would venture to say that it also prepares her for her relationship with her heavenly father. So you go from a secure relationship with your father to a secure relationship with God as your heavenly father. But if you do not have that, which what I mentioned earlier, then it's kind of going from an insecure relationship with your biological father to a secure relationship prayerfully uh, with your heavenly father. But it may take some time. Ask me how I know. This has become my catchphrase because you inadvertently carry over that insecurity in your relationship with your biological father to an insecure relationship with your heavenly father. And so some of you might be saying, okay, Kia, I hear all the stuff that you're saying, and and that's me. I'm in the category of seeing very unhealthy interactions with my biological father and my biological mother, or I'm in the place of not seeing anything at all. And as a result, I have these insecurities. Some of them, I don't know where they came from. They come, they show up in my work. They show up in my pursuits. They show up in my weight. They show up in my relationships with friends. They show up in my relationships with the opposite sex. What am I supposed to do? Y'all, let me just say that God secures us through his word. God secures us. If you, if you had have asked me huh, 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe one year ago, maybe one year ago, Maybe not one year ago, but definitely six or seven. You know, if I would be doing what I'm doing right now, if I would be preparing to release a book, shameless plug, March 7th, 2023, if I would be leading a ministry, if I would be on the Internet talking to women about father wounds and and all the different types, the answer is, is overwhelming. No, it's overwhelming. No. I am sitting before you as a testament of what I am saying God can do. I am the evidence of what I am saying God can do. If you're like, no, that's not your key. God cannot secure a woman who had that type of a past. I am the evidence because I have battle, battle insecurity tremendously even still do today my default is to really curl up in the fetal position and hide I, I kind of got to y'all probably like that's not true I don't believe that I'm naturally extroverted and, and outspoken and and just a go-getter I'm naturally like that but even in naturally being like that my default my default I have seen fear and insecurity and anxiety all that you know overtake, overtake my natural inclinations, but for the grace of God. Okay. But for the grace of God. So I want you, if you're watching this and you're saying, my gosh, that's me. I battle insecurities. It's constant. I want you to have hope. I want you to know that the Bible says when we are weak, 
God's strength is perfected on the inside of us, no matter how we are weak. If we are weak as it relates to being secure in Christ, God's strength is perfected on the inside of our insecurity and he makes us secure. I can't explain it. It's supernatural. I I cannot explain it. If you, if you are a doubter out there saying that, that does not even make sense. I don't think I could do that. Exhibit A. Okay. All right. This is what I wanted to say. How does that happen? How does that happen? It happens over time. It happens slowly. It happens by taking captive those thoughts that are counter to being secure in Christ and making our thoughts obedient to the knowledge of Christ Jesus. It happens by renewing our mind and reminding ourselves what God says about us. Uh, I mean, it's just like any habit. If you bite your nails or if you bite your teeth, grind your teeth at night, you have to unlearn those things. And if we are in the habit of thinking insecure thoughts, we have to unlearn those insecure thoughts. Okay. So I want to leave you guys with some scriptures that will offer some security in Christ. Again, I'm just sharing them with you, but I encourage you to dig in, do the hard work of meditating on the word of God, of doing Bible study and going deeper. I'm just giving you portions of scripture, but go back, read the whole chapter and really seek the Lord. If you are battling insecurity and and it's a lot, then I encourage you to, to go to God. The scripture says we can go to him about anything. Why would we not also be able to talk to him about insecurity and say, Lord, I feel overwhelmed with insecurity. Is it possible? If it's possible for you to help me, help me, help me. Okay, let me give you the scripture. And Leola says, I love this. I have to remind myself of this constantly. Yes, me too, Leola, as I'm doing a live on it. (laughs) Me too. God's strength is perfected on the inside of us. Amen. Okay, this is what it says in 1 Samuel 16 and 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Y'all, amen. Amen. In this world where everybody is focusing on who looks the most confident, who has the best clothes, who has the most money, who has the most followers on Instagram and and Twitter and all of this, and and who, who, who. God is saying, you know what? Y'all go right ahead and look at all those people that look like they have it all together. Because I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking at your heart. I'm looking at your heart. Goodness gracious. I don't want to be the one that's looking at everything everybody else is looking at. I want to be looking at what God is looking at. And some people, thank you, Holy Spirit, some people look secure because their security is in the stuff they have or the people they know or the things God has enabled them to do. But y'all, if they lost the stuff and they lost the people, 
and they lost the things and the accolades. We've seen this countless times again in society. They wouldn't have the confidence. Everything else fades. Everything else fades. The only thing that is solid and substantive and strong enough to provide us with the security that we need in order to function in this world is Jesus Christ. Because he doesn't waffle. He doesn't change. He's not here today, gone today. And even for women who had amazing fathers, who were amazing husbands to the mothers, to your mothers, or whatever, human fathers also fail. Human fathers are not able to be perfect 100% of the time. The only one that we can derive our sense of security from is the one, capital O-N-E, who never changes, his love for us never fades. He is the same, as they say, yesterday, today, and forever. Okay? Let me give you a few more scriptures. Philippians 4, 6 through 9 says this. Do not be anxious. Ooh, I did one on this. I did, I did another lunch break on this. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ, Christ Jesus. It's not apart from him. We cannot achieve this peace by meditating and doing some yoga. No. It's in Christ Jesus. It's in Christ Jesus. Okay, let me keep going. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Y'all, this is not going to come by osmosis. This is not going to come by popping a pill. It takes time. It takes time to unlearn how we have learned to behave, how we have learned to derive our sense of security. If we have put our security in our appearance, in our friends, in our stuff, we have to unlearn that. And maybe <laughs> it could be the sovereignty. This God will work like this where God will remove those things and we start to feel a little unsettled. Sometimes he removes the things that we found security in so that we will find security in him. Some of you may be in this place right now. It could be that God is trying to get your attention and say, self, you, you got your stuff, you got your security all wrapped up in things that, that are not solid, in things that cannot sustain you things that cannot secure you. I don't know. I know he's done that for me plenty of times, plenty of times. And this is the last scripture I want to share with you, Joshua 1, 9. And this is when Joshua is taking over Moses's position of leadership over the children of Israel. Joshua is being instated as the new leader. And God had to tell him like three times, be strong and courageous. This is the last time when he says it, I believe. Bible scholars, are going to go back and check me. Send me an email. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. My favorite part of this scripture is the the latter half that says, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The reason why we can be secure, why we can believe that God secures his daughters if we have battled insecurity, God is able to, is, is we can stake our confidence on who we know God to be. Those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, um, believe in God through Jesus Christ, we can stake our confidence on everything we've seen him do in the Bible and then everything that we've seen him do already in our own lives. We're not to, it does not say for your best friend will be with you or for your mentor will be with you, or for that person you admire will be with you. It doesn't even say for your biological father will be with you. It says for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And we have to begin to ask ourselves, who is God to us? Who do we see him as? If we see him as great and omnipotent and mighty and powerful and kind and loving and compassionate and intimately concerned about the things of our lives, then we would say, surely, I can be strong and courageous. I can be secure. I can move beyond the imposter syndrome. I can take captive those thoughts that are not exalting themselves against the knowledge of God because of who I believe God is, who I know God is. Sis, who do you know God to be in your life? Who is God to you? Is he the author and the finisher of your faith? Is he your heavenly father? Is he God almighty? If he is, then certainly he is able to provide security where you lack. it. He is able to secure you whether your father was there or he wasn't, whether your mother was there or she wasn't physically or emotionally. God is able to secure you. Okay. I hope that that has been an encouragement to you. I hope that you'll go back and reflect on those scriptures. Yes, Leola says we have to unlearn some things. It's so important in our relationship with Christ. It is, y'all. I am so honored that you joined me. I'm winding down I uh, on this wound series. I have, well, actually, yep, I have about three more wounds that I'm going to cover. And then we're going to move to a different topic. And I'm excited about that topic. So I want to encourage you all to keep joining me, share it with a friend, let let a friend know, join me every Wednesday at noon. And I want you guys to be blessed. Before we go, let me say a prayer and close us all out. God, thank you so much for the truth of your word. I pray for those of us who have not come to know you, all those things I listed out about who you can be, God the Father, loving, kind, omniscient, omnipotent, almighty, all those things. If we have not discovered you in that way, if we have not experienced you in that way, Lord, I pray for every single woman listening to me that she will, God, Father, that her confidence in you and who you are in her life will grow. God, it will grow to the point where she can choose to be strong and be courageous, even when she doesn't feel that way, because she knows that you are walking with her, God. 
I pray, Father, that you will enable every woman that's battling insecurity, God, to embrace the security that comes when we renew our minds in you, God, when we take our thoughts captive, God, when we reject thoughts and lies, God, and replace it with truth, God. I pray that every woman, that will be a testimony for every single woman, that no woman would be held captive by insecurity. No woman would will be imprisoned by insecure thinking, God, but every single woman will be able to overcome whatever insecurity issues have kept her bound, God. And then also for those women who know the struggle with insecurity because of the relationship with their biological father, I pray, God, that they will come to know you as their heavenly father and you would be enough. God, we honor you, Lord. We bless you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope that you have been encouraged. I am so thankful for those of you that join me live and those of you that will watch the replay. Next week, we are going to be, thank you, Leola. She added the scriptures in the chat for you all. And next week, we're going to be talking about identity wounds. Woo! Identity wounds. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you guys take care and be blessed. And I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 37. Being secure in Christ when you have a security wound. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. And I want you to know whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is. Sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed, hope to be secure, hope to be free, completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 37 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I'm excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for women with father wounds on March 7th, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you won't miss any updates. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you will join me for episode 38. Accepting the love of God when you have a love wound. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.